Hey, is Nicholas Perez. He is Ben Perez. And we are the Box Box. And we are Box Box. Box Box. Box Brothers. Brothers. Podcast. Podcast. Woo! Mercedes wins, Nick. Merc wins. For the first time in forever. Yeah, I was. I just. I was really hoping Hamilton was gonna win. Yeah, I think the. I wanted. I. I wanted Hamilton to win over George Russell because George Russell just personally grinds my gears. Yeah, you had no sympathy when he was standing on the podium or post race interview with tears in his eyes, happy that he got Uh, his maiden win in F one. No, we flipped it over the Cowboys game. <laughs> uh, well, it's 28-28 for the Cowboys game right now, as of recording of this podcast episode. Yeah, I know. Dak Prescott just throwing two interceptions. And no. Yeah. Making me question things. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully they get to turn it around in the last two minutes, because he's coming back from injury, correct? Uh, still, or has he I mean, has he been back from injury? He's been back because it is very hard to keep up with the NFL over in Australia. Granted, I can watch the games, but it's like mm, I don't have I don't have a TV right now. It's coming in a few days, but um, yeah, it hasn't been on the top top of my list. But what I do sit down and watch is the F one and this. This entire race weekend was absolutely insane. So we'll get into the drama of the actual race, but let's start off with Friday qualifying and the most unexpected car takes pole position. Oh my. He did it. K-Mag. If you would have told K-Mag that Russia invading Ukraine would have him getting his first pole position. He would have told you that you were crazy. Yeah, he needs to go shake Putin's hand for causing that international conflict. I don't know if we can say that. I think we have to bleep that part out. Causing, (laughs) causing, uh, um, whatever his name. I'm even blanking on Mazepin. Causing Mazepin to get exiled from the FIA for good reason and opening up a seat bringing him back to his old team and then a season later when he's 29 taking his first pole position in his F1 team that's absolutely insane everyone was rooting for rain on that Friday you could see the Brazilian fans out at Interlagos also praying for rain (laughs) We knew that it wouldn't have had any effect on the sprint, even if it was a regular race weekend on the Saturday race. He would have dropped like a stone in water like he did in the sprint race. But it was awesome to see Haas and K-Mag up on the pole position starting the sprint race and after it was qualifying Uh, because the rest of the on qualifying, the rest of the grid wasn't too crazy. Mm -hmm. I have a what did I write down from? From qualifying. Oh, um, because even Latifi and P in practice or not qualifying one Q1 
had a P1 as the the track started to evolve and it started to go from wets to dries. Well, and remember he did that same thing to in slicks. Canada. He, no, he did the same thing in the UK when it was also trans transitioning track. Yeah. Uh, and I thought he I thought he was going to get one in, and then after after everything, all the dust was settled. He was last in Q1, so it was where everyone <laughs> should have so been. Sad. But it was a really fun fun pull and fun qualifying and congrats K mag for bringing that out his race was not terrible on the sprint because the sprint was also really fun i know there's been a lot of talk with max verstappen and him just being like oh it's just another thing that i have to avoid getting hit in and dropping down places and lo and behold he did get hit in in the sprint race i forget who who tagged him in the sprint race because or no 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 he was on mediums mm, he started he mediums dropped. and then dropped like a, a stone in water like k mag because he just he his red bull didn't have the pace to compete with the ferraris those red bulls didn't have the pace this weekend no but merc did have the pace. They look like they've finally found something on the sprint race. It was a little teaser for what was going to come with a Mercedes 1-2 on the sprint. So George took first in that and then Hamilton came in second. Or was it signs that I don't remember. I, I want to say look. no, it was a oh no, it was a George signs Hamilton. Because then Sainz took the five-place grid penalty, which dropped him back. And then that gave a Mercedes 1-2 front row lockout for the race this Sunday. And yeah, it was uh, absolutely, It was probably one of the most fun races that we've seen. It's up there with Silverstone this year. Well, first off, Daniel Ricciardo just... He hits K Mag and then K Mag comes back around and boom. Uh, I, I saw a meme of the um of the Tom and Jerry with the mm -hmm. when he puts the shotgun through the wall and it points right back at him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it wasn't great. They because Ricardo just carrying a lot of fuel kind of locks up, nails K Mag and then the Haas kind of rolls in and then what they're supposed to do is roll back out and get out of traffic and Daniel Ricardo tries to go out go around the outside and K-Mag just rolls right back into him knocks them both out of the race and retires both both drivers and that Haas wall pit wall and their mechanics were pissed I would be too he had such a good chance of scoring points mm-hmm and then and, just to have it go away like that. Yeah, and it doesn't look it doesn't look great for Danny Rick after his better race in Mexico. You think, oh, maybe he's he's found something, he's more comfortable in the car, and then bam, takes him out. I was like, after K Mag's pull, I was actually thinking, hey, maybe Danny can go to become a Ferrari. Ferrari licensed driver, go to that Haas seat, 
regain some of his just... his name and then but definitely not now no i i don't see how danny rick is staying in the sport he needs to go over to maybe race at le mans race in indycar pick up some good points finishes he needs to stay in racing for a little bit maybe he goes does some rally car and then if someone say charles leaves ferrari he could put his name in because i don't know who else would take that ferrari seat well did you see what charles was doing oh my oh at the end of the race yeah he was flipping people off um can i please get the podium guys i need second i i need the podium guys please please ask ask him to flip with me i need the podium yeah, it's it's one thing to do that when you're seventh and eighth or even fourth and fifth because there's not a podium involved. But when there's a podium involved and you're four to five seconds behind the the leader, there's no way in hell that that pass can even be pulled off. Because if Whoa. you slow up four seconds, then that brings the drivers behind you into play. Mm-hmm. And puts you then at risk for not only losing that one place, but having a car going much faster, 100% down that that straight, and you lose positions and points more than that. So I, it was completely unreasonable for Charles to to do that because Checo and Verstappen also had a similar thing at the end because they're both fighting for the number two in the drivers' championship. Well. You know what I thought was really dumb about that is because Max was being a little. <sighs> yes, he was being a little beep. <laughs> he was being he a just... little beep and continue. I just don't understand why he just didn't give the position back. It's Checo has literally done so much. Well, did Max. you see their splits? It was a little. It was a little late because when and maybe it was because the TV production showed the radio message versus the actual on field. They I think they told him around corner 12 or something to give the place back to check out. And then they showed him going down the the starting the pit straight. straight. Yeah, the pit straight. And it wasn't he they didn't have enough time to do that maneuver. So for Max to still be holding on to the apparently rumors are that he's still upset with Checo at Monaco, which was, I don't know how many races ago, about half a season, 12 or more. He's upset about Max or Checo at Monaco. Yeah. Cause the, the announcers had brought up that Max didn't want to give back the place to Checo because at Monaco, when Checo crashed out in Q3 during the during qualifying, Max thinks that Checo did that on purpose to prevent him from getting a pole. How does Monaco? How does one do that on purpose? I I don't know, but that that's the reason that the announcers brought up, and I was like, if that's actually true, that's one super petty. And it's also really a hard, like, would you, it's not the Ferrari crash gate or n- not Ferrari, <laughs> McLaren crash gate. 
when they purposely crashed. It didn't look like mm. that. He just went off the no, it was, racing line. He, and it was he wet. went off the racing line and it was wet and he just hit the wall. Yeah. It was just a complete racing incident. It's the same thing with George. George didn't intentionally wreck it on yeah. Friday. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just... So, oh, here's a question that was raised for George's crash. Do you think that if you cause a crash in Q3, should you be able to keep your points position? No. Okay. I I'm a I agree with that. There should be and maybe it's like a in football, you know you have how you have your 5-yard pass interference. Oh, oh no, what? five yard pass inter- or fifteen yard pass interference and a twenty five mm-hmm. yard pass interference, depending on the severity of it. So mm-hmm. I think if your car breaks down in Q Q three, you shouldn't have a points position. If someone crashes into you, which would be actually not even possible in a in qualifying. So if your car breaks down, no points positions. But if you if it's something like egregious, like you just mess up, it's a five point place penalty. And then if it's something like even worse that the stewards deem, you drop down to 10. And I think that's mm-hmm. where you can have a a five point and a 10 point because then you shouldn't be rewarded for crashing out and hindering the rest of the pack from setting in a fastest lap. I just think it's... It's it's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Yeah, very interesting. But it didn't seem to hurt. It's something that the FIA should look into. Um, but as the rules stand right now, it didn't hurt George Russell, so he was able to stay at second. Or was he? Yeah. Or was he? What was he starting in the sprint the other day? Second. Yeah, so it didn't know he was starting third. Because K-Mag was on pole, Verstappen was second, George was third. Yes. So it didn't hurt him for the sprays. He was able to get through and was able to handle that, um, was handled, was able to handle everyone on track Sunday. So that moves us on to the start of the race. We've already talked about K-Mag dropping down. We've talked about the Ricardo hit. The other one was Leclerc just going into the wall after Norris tagged him. Oh, yeah, that one. And then he kept it going. I thought he was about to be out of the race. I thought I thought they were both going to be out of the race um, because we had that collision. And then we had Verstappen and Hamilton. So going back to the Ferrari one for a second, I we both thought that no way Charles even gets back into this race because he, he hit it hard. He hit it very hard. I thought he was going to do an Albon and just get stuck in there, but he was able to get it out, was able to get it back into the pits. And honestly, he probably had my driver of the day. This is once we get to the classroom settings, I I think he gets an A for that driver's performance. He gets not a 98. He gets marked down to like a 93 for his late antics trying to get a podium position from Carlos Sainz. But... <laughs> He's that's still, what he gets the that's what he gets the, the the reduction for. Yeah. Because he was able to take it back. So he went into the pits, came out 
last and was able to take the Ferrari from what was it 18th all the way back up to fourth place which was an insane insane drive him and Max raced really well but Charles being able to take that Ferrari after that first lap crash I think was pretty incredible oh yeah 100 percent so for the first time they he didn't get hurt by Ferrari's blunders but he gets hurt by his his ego gets hurt by his own blunder yeah so well yeah I I still can't believe well I can believe it but there's no way that Ferrari was going to do that to to Carlos especially since it, this was going to be his first podium at Interlargos when he was up on up on there for the champagne and everything I mean I just think it's he had a dumb dumb just dumb processing I mean I know it was probably just emotion coming through him mm-hmm. but it was still just a dumb question to ask <laughs> Yes, very, very dumb question to ask. Now, the Hamilton Verstappen getting flashbacks to 2021 going around the the outside. They did give both Norris and Verstappen five-second penalties for their first crashes. And those S's are just very technical. And Hamilton was ahead. I I didn't... I wasn't going to call it a racing incident, incident because... Verstappen did eke out ahead after the first turn and then Hamilton came back around the outside and was at least a half car length ahead. He didn't give Max a whole lot of space, but Hmm. when you're driving and trying to race for your first podium win, not many drivers are going to give you a lot of a lot of room on the outside and with how hard both of them race and with how hard max races especially when max races against hamilton he just puts it into another gear and i feel like he just goes to 11 on the aggression i feel like it was just a very dumb play out of what happened Mm -hmm. what was dumb the five second penalty was dumb or well just the whole like exchange and what they did Mm-hmm. just max being super aggressive he should just be out there for sunday drives there right now he shouldn't be trying to do that much it just it was just kind of sad but is that the is that the mentality of a race winner do you want them to sound like carlos signs and ferrari after the sprint being like oh our car isn't isn't as fast as the Red Bulls or Mercedes. So we're we're gonna we're not they didn't even say that they were going to do the best. They were just like, yeah, they'll probably win the afternoon. And then you have Mercedes going like, oh no, we're we're gonna give it our all uh this race weekend. Do you want Max to have that sort of Ferrari mentality, Nick? When it comes to Checo, yeah. <laughs> yes. I so mean, what would you what would you have done? How would you have change the situation if you were the if i was max on the hamilton incident sure we'll do that and then we'll see what your your steward opinion is so start out with max max i'd back off if i was Mm -hmm. max i'd back off it's not worth ending my entire race and i'll get him next corner Mm -hmm. or just take the runoff like hamilton did Mm -hmm. just go over the curb and just Mm -hmm. take the runoff if i was hamilton I'd probably do what Hamilton did. Yeah. I probably would have done with what Hamilton did too. Max, yeah, just needed to 
and he's been showing that poise the entire year. He's like, I have a faster car in this Red Bull and I can drive faster than anyone out on track if we have the right tires. So just mm -hmm. be like a, a great white in the water, wait for your time to pounce and then then go after it. Yeah, and I just don't, he just didn't show that calmness today. No, I think he was a little bit frustrated by everything that had happened. So he did fight back a decent amount of places. He ended up, what, six? Six on the day? I'm not entirely sure. All but, I know is that it should have been lower. Yeah, but that compared to everyone else in the field, I, I, he got back to probably where I was expecting. Alonso, he, he, got to, he got to six. Yeah, he got to six. Alonzo taken fifth, though. That was pretty incredible. After I mean, his, the Alpines. Oh, my God. Ocon? Well, I don't. They hate each other. Do you? Did you hear? Did you hear Alonzo's post-race thing? He said, "One more race, and I'm finally effing out of here." Well, yes, I, <laughs> I, I would feel the same way, especially after your teammate, the teammate that you're not even battling for like a drivers champ, a world championship. It's not Nico Rosberg, Hamilton, trying to eke out every everything. It's not a 2009 Jensen Button and Felipe Massa. It's not a 2021 Hamilton Verstappen fight. It's literally your own teammate trying to, it's your own teammate fighting for inconsequential points. You're essentially just working for the Constructors' Championship and you're going out like that. Esteban is known to be a, a reckless driver with his teammates and it's absolutely insane what he did on the sprint race and then because he knocked out Alonso didn't he on the sprint uh, no no he didn't knock him out, sure but they collided they yeah. crashed on the during the sprint race and I I would not want to be Gasly going <laughs> going into to Alpine next year knowing that Akon doesn't doesn't give two craps about you and will shank you in the back if it means that he can move up one place position. Well, apparently they're already don't like each other a lot, mm -hmm. which is a rumor I've heard. Yeah, uh, it's very, I think it's well like, known because they, it goes back to their karting a lot days. Of, yeah, there's already a lot of animosity yes. in that garage. Because they're from the same town, too, in France, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool for that town to have two F1 drivers come out of there. But still, it's we'll see what happens next year. But it's it can't be that can't be the case if you're Esteban Alcon driving an F1, wrecking out your your partner. And that's what threw out Grosjean and K-Mag. You cannot fuck smash my door. Yes. Yes, they, you can't have driver driver teammates crashing into each other, and it's absolutely it's, ridiculous. So it's like rule number one: don't wreck your teammate. Yeah. So Alonso got the final laugh at the end of the real race because he got fifth, took home ten points to Spence four. But uh, if I was Alonso, I'd probably be saying the same thing, and I'm ready to move over to Aston Martin because they've been looking real quick and for 
the first like third of the race, I thought Vettel, I thought Vettel was gonna get into the points. He was up in fourth for a while. I mean, he. I don't understand how Stroll got ahead of him, but you know, yeah, he finished eleven. Yeah, I see that because after he dropped down, because it was Hamilton. Or I guess it was Russell signs Hamilton then Vettel up there for like the first couple points. So I I didn't see what happened in the race to see him drop down. But with Sebastian Vettel in that Aston Martin, it's really quick. So they've made a lot of strides, especially over Alfa Romeo. I know Valtteri Bottas took home ninth place to Aston Martin's tenth today. But I mean, their car Valtteri was running so high up today mm-hmm. yeah he did have a pretty good race and then the once the front runners of Verstappen and Claire started to eke back in and maybe that's what caused them to push down because we had two safety cars in the race which made it much more dramatic and Lando Norris is a late safety car and yeah because his brakes and steering were messed up and then he got into the runoff but then the marshals were struggling to get his mclaren out of a safe place and then he was just hanging out there for most of the race wasn't he yeah because we had k mag and landon norris just stranded out onto the the midfield for most of the race i know they didn't take k mag back to the pit Mm -hmm. they didn't let him go back no but then you saw Daniel Ricardo just hanging out with his paint splattered hat on. He's, I know he is a little bit sheepish after his crash, but he has, I, I say he just enjoys his last race in Abu Dhabi because it might be his last one of the career. It very much may be. And that's one of the saddest statements ever. Mm-hmm. That it, it could be his last and you could he could never race again. Yeah. It would be a sad day for F1 in general and just we want Daniel to get his confidence back. Smile. Go do IndyCar. Enjoy. Maybe MotoGP. Do some racing that we can cheer for you. I reckon he could be pretty good at NASCAR too. Go Jimmy, join Kimi Raikkonen. I mean, Kimmy did really, really well in his first race. He placed top 10 if he didn't get wrecked out. Yeah. So he has the driver ability. Go go put it on display, and then hopefully in a year, there'll be even more crazy craziness with... There's a lot of old people that are coming off the grid, and there's not a lot of proven talent coming up. So we'll see if Large Insurgent gets his race seat at Williams. Because that's up in the air. I mean, you have Dohan, which is an Alpine reserve driver. You have a couple other people that are coming in. But yeah, there's not a lot of driver talent coming up through. And maybe you have F2. Some of the younger drivers get their their shot. But you have a proven commodity in Daniel Ricciardo. Maybe he comes back with a stronger front end, similar to a Red Bull style car and is able to reclaim some of his driver success because it's only been two years and that mclaren has just not been good for him so maybe he gets a a race seat next silly season if a couple people retire and if say 
Verstappen and Perez have a falling out after this weekend. Well, they unfollowed each other on Instagram. Oh no! What about Twitter? I'm I'm not sure about that, but I know they unfollowed each other on Instagram. Oh, the drama and the beef, because now well, it now sits Perez and Leclerc both at 290 in the drivers standings and Leclerc has more wins right now so he has the second place finish so he will have to beat Leclerc this next week and if he beats him straight up then he will be able to take number one two in the drivers championship and it's just it's crazy so other than that the last thing that I have to talk about I thought after the late safety car race start Mercedes or both Mercedes were on used soft tires. Hamilton's were about three laps older, but George had a hell of a race to stave off the seven time world champion. Wasn't able to, Hamilton was not able to get back into DRS zone to compete, and Russell was able to maintain that 1.2 to like 1.3 second gap for between him and Hamilton. And Honestly, it drove really well, especially through those middle sectors to bring home his first maiden win and Mercedes first win of the season. Oh, a hundred percent. So, and it was just insane. Yeah. Crazy. So, congrats to Mercedes and congrats to George Russell, a one, two podium lockout. And that's all that I have for this race. Same. Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, Let's get into our driver's grades next. All right, Nick, class is in session. We are going to do what we do each week and grade the drivers of the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. Like always, 11 through 20 get an F unless you get a did not finish DNF, you get an incomplete this week. So for the DNFs, who gets an incomplete for the race at Interlagos? We got Daniel Ricardo, Kevin Magnuson, and Lando Norris. Yeah, I think we've said everything that we've needed to to say about them. So mm-hmm. let's just move on to 17 through 11. And we'll start with 17 and move our way up to 11. So 17. At 17, we got Yuki Sonoda. 16, Nicholas Latifi. 15, Alex Albon. 14, Gasly. 13, Schumacher. 12, Joe. 11, Vettel. Yeah, not much to say other than like, it was really weird that Yuki didn't unlap himself. Well, because they, the they didn't let him. Why not? It it was just the 23 and 6 car were allowed to unlap themselves. Oh, super weird. Because all of the... I thought that's the entire point of Abu Dhabi 2021 is that all lap cars unlap each other. (laughs) Unlap themselves. It was just... It was so confusing. It was very weird. And I was race director, FIA, whoever it was this week. Get your your shit together. I mean, yeah. I just don't really understand. It no. just was confusing. No, very confusing. So hopefully they get it get it together before Abu Dhabi and we don't have another repeat of last year's race. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So let's get into the top 10. So <clears throat> number 10, an unexpected driver this week, Nick. Lance Stroll. Yeah, he's a very decent wet weather driver. Um, there was no rain today. And he somehow slowly sneaks into the top 10 and gives Aston Martin one race point this week. I didn't see much of his race. Saw a couple of overtakes, which there were plenty of this week in Inter Lagos. Yeah. But yeah. Did you see much of his race? I mean, no, not really. I mean, I remember him popping up back and forth, but I remember always remember Vettel being ahead. So. Yeah, maybe I it was team, team orders from Aston Martin letting for, stroll get through the place or what i just yeah i don't know but because i didn't see his race i'll give him a a b for getting his aston martin into the points however he, he did it b, he gets a b plus for me too because he was just mysterious all right good on you lance stroll even though it does look like in a couple of the photos with your sister it looks like they're dating have you seen those memes i have i have yeah, very weird when people do that. Very. All right, number nine, Valtteri Bottas. The he had a really, really good thin. race. I mean, it was really interesting for him most of the race, mm -hmm. and because he was running up with the front runner for a lot of it, and then he just he got it done. Yeah, because I think he was up in seventh or something, and that would make sense as. Well, actually, he might have been a little bit higher because Alpine passed him. And then that double move Max made on both Akon and Batas at the end mm, mm -hmm. was awesome to see. Really good move. So, yeah, Valtteri, good on you. Probably right around where you should come in. But you got two points finished. So he's going to get a B plus for me. Strong yeah. race weekend. Struggled strong, at qualifying, strong. but... The sprint and the actual it. race made up for now, it. Now, the angry man around Brazil, number eight, Esteban Ocon. Oh, I'm giving him a D this week. I can't I can't let that slide that he, one, was trying to disobey team orders, but all also just for how he acted with Alonso, his own teammate in the sprint race, touching him. And not leaving the room just... and like doing a late double move. Not cool. So he gets a D. A D for me. Gets a F for me. He gets a fail just being stupid. Yeah. With one of the most experienced drivers on the grid. It was just yeah. not the brightest of moves. No, and I know he has a chip on his shoulder, but he has to learn how to rein that in because it's no wonder that he's one of the most disliked drivers on the grid with how he acts around a, a racetrack it's absolutely crazy it really is really really is so hopefully he'll think he needs to get in check yeah yeah he definitely needs to get in check and hopefully he gets in check maybe gasly will whip him into shape because otmar safnow has not whipped him into shape right now next up we got one of the most disappointing drives on the grid was one time in second place sergio perez with the awkward tire strategy at the end just not really helping well he had no softs left i know but it was just it was just a bad strategy 
Yeah, he because they didn't even have use offs that they he could throw on, right? No, he had burnt them up through mm-hmm. qualifying in the sprint. Yep. Yeah. So maybe that's why Verstappen, which might not have been a bad play, is instead of taking the points during the sprint race, you throw mediums on and then you have an extra set of softs for this race. Because if, yeah, if Hamilton did, yeah, because if Hamilton would would have done that with George, yeah, he probably would have come in a little bit lower. But then, yeah, I guess it's those those things that you have to come in to because then if you even take qualifying, they were on inners, which saved a set of softs as well. Yeah. So this race could have looked very different if people were just on used softs, mediums, and hards today. It would have looked a lot different. And but regardless, then... Sergio just didn't have the pace in the car. And on those mediums, they just weren't as quick as the softs around Interlargos. No, they were not. So I'm going to give Perez probably a C- minus today. was not the best drive that he's ever had. He gets a B for me. It was an okay drive, just not what he, they really needed. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to number six, the Drivers' World Championship of 2022. Max Verstappen comes back after he got a new, new wing, new tires. Yeah, new, new wing, new wing after his crash with Hamilton, and mm-hmm. brought it back up to six. Honestly, very impressed by Verstappen coming all the way back from his back of the grid spot. I'm going to give him an an A for actually sorry, not an A, B plus, because he should have backed out with Hamilton and then he probably could have at least gotten uh, probably would have gotten a podium if he would have stayed clean and crash free. So B plus for Max. He gets a fail from me. Just being that much of a just mm, just makes me upset. It's going after those those race wins. He already beat Vettel's race win in a I row. Just, I just don't understand it. But yeah, I guess I feel so. like if you're f F1 driver, you're just going aggressive. I think it was too aggressive, and he paid the press for it. Mm-hmm. So, so number five, mm-hmm. who was it, Nick? Fernando Alonso. What are you giving him this week? He gets an A, A plus. A plus for me as well. He was able to avoid his crazy, unreliable partner and put Alpine probably in the highest points position that they were going to get. He the Alp the Alpine did look fast, so maybe if they had a couple more laps, he might have been able to catch Leclerc. But overall, a a for coming in fifth and bringing home ten points finishes. Second that. Next up, we got the whiny man himself, the man who is starting to lose it, Charles Leclerc. Yeah, Charles Leclerc, he's going to get a... He had an A for his drive because after he put it into the wall, they got him a new new wing, new tires, brought it all the way back to fourth, and I was ready to give him an A and probably would have been my drivers of the day. But then that ask to bring signs off the podium and to give him points finishes in his battle 
against Sergio Perez was completely just, uncalled for, knocked the, him down two grades, and he gets a C this week for me. Just the entitlement. Yeah, the entitlement on him, and there's no way that he would have given up his seat to Signs. So why would have Signs given up his seat to to Leclerc? It just makes no sense. Yeah, no sense. What are you giving him? Um, he gets a um, he gets a five, a five. Yeah, out of a hundred. Yeah, just just a five. No, out of ten. Just not really the best. All right, so fifty percent then. Yeah, fair, fair enough. And now, okay, number three, his teammate Carlos Sainz Jr. coming home in third, taking home fifteen points in this he race. Actually, raced a really, really good race. Mm-hmm. And to come back from really nothing. Yeah, he had a to... little bit of a brake issue at the beginning with a tear off on his brake duck, which. I thought might have ended his race, but cooled down once he got out. Yeah, so I was just, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. He was very solid today. I'm going to give him an A for his first real Interlagos podium. Good on you, Carlos. What he are you giving him? from me, too. All right. Number two, Lewis Hamilton. You what know, are you I giving really, the Brit? He gets a, he gets a, a minus for me. I I really expected him to get the win. I really mm-hmm. thought it was in his ability to get the win, but he didn't, and it just made me upset because I don't like George Russell. There, fair enough. We've your love for George Russell has been noted over multiple podcasts, mm-hmm. and most punchable I'm, face. Yes, Nick has the most punchable face. It's him, and then Lando Norris. And then Esteban Alcon is up there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyway, Hamilton, I thought he raced a hell of a race. It was just, I think, those 10 seconds at the beginning of the the race when he collided with Verstappen and then had to work his way through the pack a couple of times just Mm -hmm. hurt him a little bit too much in his battle. But he is something different around Interlagos. um, Interlagos, yeah. yeah. He does, and I think he's feeling that confidence that Merck is back, the same confidence that I'm feeling, and he's looking forward to 2023. He's ready to have a car from the start that he doesn't have to do all of those testings, which is kind of skewing the Mercedes drivers championship points because they were developing it so much and trying to figure out what was wrong with it. And now Mm -hmm. he has a car that can win races, and has proven to win races and can even compete with Red Bull on the racetrack in race trim. Oh, it's it's insane. Watch out. It's, I think it's going to come down to a three-leg race between Leclerc, Hamilton, and Verstappen next year for the Drivers' Championship. Uh, I don't think so. I think Alp- Alpine's going to be there. Oh, with who? Esteban or Gasly next year? With Gasly. All right. Well, we will see. But I'm going to give Hamilton a A for this weekend. He was also very supportive. And you could tell that he was also excited that Mercedes got their first first win. And they changed it. They are Mm -hmm. British and honorary Brazilian now. 
I'm not British. I meant Brazilian. So. Oh. <laughs> he is an honorary Brazilian citizen. So good race weekend for Hamilton. And now our number one driver, the driver not of the day because that came in with Lewis Hamilton, but George Russell comes in first, had a just great weekend, came third in qualifying, really put it on in the sprint race to take home first, and then kept it going for in the clean air on race weekend. And it's so much different to watch cars drive in clean air than have to battle it out because we've seen Max drive at the front for this entire season. And now George got his opportunity and he looked not on a Sunday drive, but he looked very comfortable out in front. He did. He he looked, and he was in control of all of the situation. Mm-hmm. On both of the re- safety car restarts, he was just on. He was in the zone, and he deserved that race win because he was able to hold off Hamilton. Also, like they told him that they were going to go racing, and he kept Hamilton out of arm's reach for DRS. So. Good on you, George. I am going to give him an A this week. What about you, Nick? He gets a P for punchable face. All right. Well, an AP for Ben and Nick. And then who was our driver of the day, Nick? Who did you have driver of the day? I had Alonzo. Alonzo, I'm going to go. I'm going to give it to George because he had a hell of a race. So we are a split decision between Alonzo and George. So... Congrats, we'll give them half points this week. Anything else before we sign off and we see each other again in two weeks in Abu Dhabi for the last Final race, of the race of the year 2022 season? All I know is that I'm sad. I know. We're coming to an end. It's been a long season. It's crazy that we've we started our podcast, what, in Monaco? Was that our first one? No. Race before? Yeah, we, we covered a lot. I think it was Monaco that was the first race. Oh, and then we went to France. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy that we're here. It's been fun. I've actually really enjoyed this. I have really enjoyed this too. All right. Well, we will catch you in two weeks in Abu Dhabi. But until then, Nick, I think there's something wrong with my, my steering there's is, is there a tear off in your in your I I don't know. I've tried different yeah, functions books, 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 books. Retire the call, retire the call. No, you cannot overtake the teammate, retire the call. <laughs>